Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Hola, hola, mi gente. I'm Jessica Yanez, and this is the Wine and Chisme podcast. A podcast created to amplify voices and share the stories of people from BIPOC communities doing remarkable things. All while sipping on a glass of wine. So welcome to your new Wednesday. The Wine and Chisme Wednesday. I mean, I'm still, but I'm I'm much better. Good. Well, I'm glad. I'm so glad we're doing this. And look, I know you are always very self-conscious about your English. Do not be self-conscious. Okay. If there's something you can't remember, say it in Spanish. And if I, you know, if I'm able to translate it, I'll translate it. If it's something I don't know, we'll figure it out. That's what we do. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I'm super excited because you are the founder and owner of Muchacha Coffee. And we're going to talk about all of the chisme in regards to how you got into that. But before we do, before the chisme is the wine. Oh, my God. I wanted to. But with 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 this migrant, I don't think it should be a good idea. (laughs) I understand that. I understand that. But today, but I drink all the time. I drink every episode. You just drink your water and hydrate. Uh, I'm drinking Seis Soles Red Blend Wine. It's their 2017 Red Blend. And it's 60% Syrah and 40% Cabernet. They've sponsored other episodes, but they're so good. And they're out of Lodi, California, which is a new up and coming area for wine. So, salud, Diana. Saludcita. <laughs> oh, my God. I wanted to try it right so now. Good. So good. And here I am, here I am teasing you. Yes. So, Diana, I want to kind of go over your bio and then we'll start asking questions because you are originally from Medellin, Colombia. Yes. And you... In your bio, you state that you've had struggles climbing the corporate ladder, and only recently you've understood the importance of inner strength, self-esteem, answering the call to help others, and most importantly, female empowerment. You also state, we can only nourish the world with our gifts when we have found them within us, and we can only find them when we believe that they exist. Oh my God. I want to look at you. When someone reads, reads that, I, I really want to cry because I did it from the bottom of my heart. And when I was when I was uh, writing that, 
next to my, um, I, I, I had help with a creative lab that they're helping me, helping me with the brand and everything. So I just had uh, a loss. My abuelo dies when that happened. Mm. In, in this in this January 23, it, it will be a year. So it was pretty emotional. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And for Latinos, those abuelos are pretty important. And uh, yeah, it's bad. It's, and I'm glad that you're reading that. Um, and yeah, it, it sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me about, because you grew up, like you said, in Medellin, Colombia. Tell me about growing up in Colombia. Okay, um, so there is um, so there is a like main cities here, but the culture in in each city is pretty different. So Medellin, Bogota, Cartagena, Cali, even our tone or our dialect are uh, pretty different. No, sorry, not not our dialect. So it's like um, the language that we commonly use, like our slang. Are, are mm-hmm. like, like when you, like in California, it's different from Texas. It's different yes. from, yes. like everybody has their own little slang. Like Yes. And so here in Medellin, uh, the woman is like the matriarch of the family. So it's a woman who... Um, it's strong. Um, it's a fighter. I mean, but I'm not saying a fighter because it's a fighting with everybody. No, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a strong woman can is that is capable to going through a lot of situations and uh, and doing a great job in each field that they are that the woman is working on. So um, for me have a growing up here in Colombia. So uh, my family came from a small town named Santuario. Normally it's super huge family. So I have like a 25 cousins. Uh, my grandma is the matriarch of the whole family. We normally um, hanging out together, all the family. Family is first everything. So you uh, you almost talk to your parents all day uh, with you, yeah with your cousins. Uh, so growing up in Medellin in Antioquia in Santuario is it was something very I think richful. I don't know if I'm using the word right um, because it's helping me to uh, be strong. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when you're going through all those struggles, you won't. And I think that maybe that's what's happening to what, what happens to me. That even my family were, was always supporting me and telling me that I can do everything. Uh, no machism at all. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, but it was pretty hard when you wanted to stand out or um, or sobresalir. I'm sorry, I don't know the, the word. Or or sobresalir in in um in in a field or in a work, and the other people doesn't pay attention to you at all. Yeah. No, stand out. That's the right word. Like it's hard okay. to make yourself stand out in yes. those types of situations. Oh, uh, okay, okay. So my father. He always, so I am the only child of a marriage. 
You I, are. I, yeah. <laughs> special. Look, it's always, I always joke, like, especially within Latinos, when somebody's an only child, but then not only an only child, but in Colombia, that's, you know, when you're actually living in like, yeah. like Mexico or Central America or South America to hear those only child moments, you're like, what? <laughs> No, it's not. It's not. It's not, it's not usual. <laughs> no. So my father always taught me that I should never depend on a man. That I have to study. That I I was so that I was capable of do anything that I wanted to. And he um he's a leader, or he used to, and. Uh, I saw that because I like to be a leader in my community. I mean, I was a leader in, when I was in school, uh, not too much in the university, but pretty much at school. And then when I started working and without choosing that option to start uh, managing people or coordinator teams, commercial teams, I really enjoyed to do that. It's like you have to inspire people to do things, but you need to um, be smart in order that they can achieve the goals of the company. So, um, and it was harder even that I was working for a car company, a, a truck company <laughs> with the clients. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, when the clients normally are... I don't know, guys with a lot of experience. And then it's super funny when you say, hey, dad, this is Diana. This is my boss or, or, the, or the sales director of this company. And people are like, sorry, you? And it's funny because people normally started to testing you if you know about the product. In this case, mm-hmm. I, I used to receive a lot of questions about trucks, about yellow machines, and all that stuff. And obviously, I have to study a lot about yeah. that because I don't want it to look like I don't know what I'm doing. So <laughs> it was um, it was a time of a lot of tests, like as a professional and also as a person. Mm-hmm. But I think that all the... Um, all the enseñanzas, sorry again, all, all the enseñanzas that I have, all the teachings that I have for my father, um, they that helped me a lot. That is honestly really refreshing to hear because obviously within the Latino community, it's a very, it can be very machismo, right? Mm-hmm. And especially being a daughter, fathers can be very like standoffish and very I feel like it ends up going one of two ways where the where the fathers are very much like I want you to be strong to their daughters like like I want you to be strong I want you to do this or they kind of disconnect because they don't know how totally. they don't know how to connect with totally. their daughters. I'm going to tell you a chisme so oh. my abuela <laughs> you so know about that abuela, my abuela, so my father taught me all those things, but my abuela teach me how to cook, how to iron, they, they, how to iron the camisas, how, how, how do you, um, how much or how many times in the day you have to swipe the door and all the floor, sorry, and all that stuff. So 
it was like I was like a compliment <laughs> the two things <laughs> yeah you got both you got both that uh, so is so I, awesome that sorry. is really no 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 I love that I love hearing like that you got both of those you got your dad on one side, like wanting you to be very strong. And then on the other side, you have your abuela who is teaching you because here's the thing, regardless, regardless if you're a man or a woman, you need to learn how to cook because you need to learn how to provide for yourself. Totally. I think household, household chores, men and women need to learn. Boys and girls need to learn. It can't just be a boy thing or a girl thing. It needs to, we all need to learn those things because you have to know how to take care of yourself. And I'm sorry, like, tengo 43 años, right? <laughs> and I don't want somebody who, I'm not here to be your mama. Oh, no. Like, uh, you know, I'm not here. I'm not here to date somebody to be your mama. Like, you need to at least know how to do something. You need to know how to do things for yourself. <laughs> when did you move to, like, to the States and what brought you to the States? Okay. So, um, yes, last year, yesterday, oh my God, it was, yeah, it's like yesterday because there's like, it happened. So, (laughs) um, so last year I started to came a lot into the States, uh, because I was working for a, um, coffee, it's it's a coffee firm, but, they are in the in the information and database okay. business. So they are a platform who does all the traceability in the coffee supply chain. So I started to travel there because my obligations in that company needed me to go to the United States. Then um, I started to know um, that was like my second, um, my second, mi segundo acercamiento uh, mm-hmm. with coffee because the first one was in 2015 when I was developing my first endeavor. Um, I was, I, I built a company for, um, sorry, to sell uh, cleaning products on okay. And I had a sales team of 35 women around the country. And this was your company? Around Colombia, yes. And that was my company. And that was there. I had I had to travel to Pereira. And then uh, one of my coworkers told me, hey, we should go to a coffee farm. I said, okay. I mean, okay, that's it. This is when you're still in Colombia. Yes, I that's why that's that this is this was my first approach to coffee. So um then I went there and I started to see all the women just doing operational work, like planting the seeds or doing picking and things like that. And I started to ask you why there is not a woman running the farm. I mean I mean, for me, it's normal, but yeah. uh, they, but the guy told me, no, it's because it's not normal. Normally, this is a guy. Normally, this is a task for guys. And I said, oh, okay. I, I didn't think it was something fair, but I just let it go. And then last year, when I was working for this company, I think uh, that was my second approach to coffee. And then when I started to work with them, 
I, I realized, and I, for some reason, I just remind the trip that I had in 2015 and started to um, do our research about women in coffee. So I found, I mean, information that I, you never believe it. It's like the 70% of women uh, in the coffee business, they only do uh, operational work. And operational work, you mean like office stuff? No, like uh, planting seeds. And oh, you just said that. Yeah. Like actually doing the fit, like the physical labor. Yes. That, that is so, so, I mean, you got so exhaustive doing yeah. that stuff. It's hard. And then a 20% though, just only makes um, works something like more strategic, like import, exporting, uh, owning roasteries and everything. And I just start digging and digging and digging and digging. And I said, uh, okay, there is no any coffee brand that has the entire coffee supply chain that the coffee supply chain being independent. I'm going to um, walk you through that later. And with uh, being 100% by woman, there is no. There's all, all the brands says that, oh, this is a coffee made 100% by woman, but it's just because they show a woman on the package or in, on the, um, right. of the marketing signs or whatever. It's it was just, just a marketing yeah. ploy, not something that was actually happening. Yeah. Yes. And then I said, okay, there is a gender gap because, I mean, woman, if woman doesn't um, perform more um, strategic roles in the coffee industry, they, they, are, they doesn't have access to resources. As they, don't ha- they don't have the access for the, the payments of the money of the business that you do with the coffee. And also they don't have, um, they, they can be able to uh, go to universities or learn something about the coffee process in order to uh, maybe perfectionist their pro- perfect sorry, perfeccionar their process. So uh, when I found that and I started, uh, I told, I I started thinking about this. I tell uh, this idea about, um, about muchacha. The name was not muchacha. It was uh, the coffee. (laughs) (laughs) And then I told them about the idea and they say, oh, that's pretty good. Um, And this is what you were working at the time. Yes, in that time. And they said, you should uh, keep going and try to make this idea happen. And then I started to find out how is to get or build a company in the United States. So the company that you were working for previously, were they based out of the United States? Yes, in Medellin too. Okay, okay. So, um... To, to places, I, I, I don't know how to say in English. Yeah, no, no, no. They have like a, like dual headquarters. Yeah, two headquarters, yes. Yeah. So, so yes, I see that's basically how I started to, I mean, travel a lot. Then when I, when I was uh, doing more research about the idea in which market I wanted to offer this, I found that the market in United States would be perfect to do that because according to studies, the 70, 73% of consumers, they, 
they are able to pay more if they really know about a product. That like they if they know where the product came from, who's doing it, um, are they using uh, good practices while they're doing the product and everything. And that's why I uh, have the QR code in the package of Muchacha because you can, as a consumer, and whatever, uh, whoever, oh my God, can, whoever. whoever wants can uh, track the coffee journey of Muchacha. And you can um, confirm if the coffee is really made uh, by women-owned companies in the supply chain. And the most important thing is that these coffee, okay, so normally uh, coffee brands has their own coffee supply chain. They have their own farms. They do the exporting, the exporting, and they do the roasting and obviously the marketing. That makes um, in order of cost the product um, cheaper. I mean, what I'm saying cheaper is for the companies. I mean, you know, as they're keeping everything in-house. Yes, because they have everything in house. But the challenge here is that I don't want I don't want that because that won't help to close the gender gap. So what I wanted to do is um, I don't know, convocar, call um, women farmers, women roasters, women importers, women exporters. And in order to have an independent coffee supply chain, I don't have any farm. <laughs> at all. Uh, I'm not export. I'm not an import. I'm not rusty. But what I wanted to do is uh, be partner uh, with women in the coffee business and build a huge community. Um, no, that's really awesome. When did your love, because I know you said you worked for another coffee place prior to like you've worked for two coffee places and now you have muchacha. When did your love for, for coffee actually start? Like, did you grow up? Because obviously Colombia, when people think of Colombia, I feel like they think of two things. Yeah. They think of drogas y café. <laughs> but because you think, oh, Colombian coffee and blah, blah, blah. So what is the importance of cafe growing up in Colombia, just in the household? Yeah, okay, so we normally um, drink people, it's a drink people, oh my God. <laughs> 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 drink coffee, <laughs> drink coffee um, to start the day. Uh, it's very common when you are in a finca. There's people who normally drinks coffee at five o'clock. Like, hey, let's go into drink a tintico. Um, uh, when you go to, so we have a lot of bar, bar, variety in, in, in cl- climates and climas. Uh-huh. So we have few towns here near to Medellin and there is something pretty common and I love it. And the name is Carajillo. So it's Carajillo. Carajillo. So it's a tinto, but you can put a shot of rum or aguardiente. So <laughs> and it that helps. sounds like my kind of coffee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you will like that for sure. So, uh, and that, and that the beverage helps you to keep you warm. So yes, we normally um, drink a lot of coffee, but unfortunately 
the coffee culture, like making the ritual and everything is just uh, start growing. So, for example, here in Medellin, you will find a lot of coffee shops, like they're specialized that they that serving is specialty coffee because I mean you know that there is the commodity coffee and there is their specialty coffee who com- uh, accomplish a few of um, characteristics that they need to have in order to be specialty coffee. So, estás in California or Colombia ahora mismo? To, uh, I say Medellin. I'm in Medellin. Okay. Right? So I asked her, for people who don't speak Spanish, I asked her if she was in California or Colombia right now. <laughs> I'm in Colombia right now. Porque mi español es, you know, más o menos, necesito más práctica, pero... You can bien. practice with me whatever you want. <laughs> we'll have to do some Zoom calls to, to do yeah. that more often. The pronunciation is always good. So people are like, no, what are you talking about? You speak it so well. But then I flip words. I may not conjugate it correctly or like in the right tense. That's where it gets all funky for me. Yeah. (laughs) But you're good. You're good. (laughs) So from that, where did your like when you took your first job in coffee, were you already somebody who really loved coffee? Because I feel like when people go into coffee, it's because they really love it they like you can basically put your nose in a bag of coffee beans and like really appreciate that where most of us are like oh, wow that's a lot <laughs> I think that basically in order to understand that feeling you need to go to a coffee farm and do the exercise by yourself I mean I I I, I I think I think I, I I should repost that on my Instagram because last year um, I went to a coffee farm and, and and work doing picking and everything and getting up early and is 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 that in that time when you start doing that you really value what the people is doing for that for the coffee that you're drinking. Because I mean, I'm I'm a city person, okay. I'm a city person, but when I have to go to do the picking, oh my god! I mean, you need to put um, box spray everywhere. Um, the the coffee trees are closed, so maybe you got uh, raspado, pues the raspado, yeah, little cuts and everything, and you have, and then. They normally they um, oh my god I I forgot they just cargan uh, the coffee basket they 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 hold the coffee basket in their in their what waist on the waist on the waist like a cinturón kind of like a belt yeah yeah with a belt and when that basket is full is normally the weight is like seventy kilos I don't know that what is that in pounds. I don't know. Let's find out. 72. Okay. <laughs> that's what that's what Google is for. <laughs> 70 kilos in pounds is uh, whoa. That's 154 pounds. It's a lot. 70 and, kilos. And let's say that that is a woman who maybe um her weight because yeah, that's another person yeah. you're carrying around. Yes, it's like it's like that. So it's not only the picking. 
is that if you want a, a quality, if you want quality in coffee, so there's uh, you need to uh, take care of the elevation in in the in the in la tierra. I don't know how to say it, in the land, the yeah, land. The land. Um, you need to have the um, exact variety that works for the elevation or that piece of land that you are that you are going to grow coffee. There is uh, how you fumigate the coffee because um, I mean that affects the quality too. It depends on how many times or of the year you do the picking. Then when you started the another process, I mean, it took too much time for that. And also knowing that a coffee farmer, it doesn't receive a, a, a fair uh, payment for all the work that they are doing. It's like a little bit disappointed. And that is, that is when people start to evaluating that, that. In order that you you need in order to uh, understand, I will recommend that you should do uh, uh, you should do the experiment and leave all this and leave all the experience because I think that there is few there's a few no there's a lot of thinkers that you can say hey I want to work there for a day or a week mm-hmm. <laughs> and obviously you will say a week but then uh, at I the would not day, ever say a week. <laughs> get the appreciation day. So like, por ejemplo, in Convino with wine, tiene un harvest time, the tiempo de harvest is like starts in October. Is there a specific time to harvest coffee or is it year round? Yes, no, it's uh, so normally uh, the name of that when you can get a lot of coffee, the name of that here in Colombia, it, it, it's, it varies, depends on the country. The name is Traviesa. So people from now that there is uh, the Venezuelan crisis, there's a lot of Venezuelans going through all those uh, coffee towns, trying to get job, picking, 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 picking coffee. Normally it's twice. Uh, at, at, sorry, two times at the year, but then uh, obviously some the, there's few trees that starts to do. Um, sorry, starts to. Uh, I mean, you can pick uh, another another round after okay. after the traviesa. Gotcha. So besides looking for, you know, women owned for the supply chain and everything. What else do you look for in the coffee for Muchacha Coffee and Coffee? Oh my God, a lot of stuff. I'm a dreamer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so um, obviously there is a carbon print that uh, coffee um, uh, left on earth. So I really wanted to make a beauty product with coffee. So I was imagining of something like, let's say that um, you got your, you, you bought a ground, sorry, a whole beans coffee bag and you can uh, take or send it to a, oh my God, I don't know how to say it, to a warehousing or something. And then we can transform it and give you a scrub or or soap or shampoo because I, I, I was reading that you can do that. So that would be uh, another way 
to um, get more uh, profits in, with the lifts of the coffee too. And the other thing that I really need uh, that happens, but it's because I told you that I was like a leader and everything. And I really wanted to inspire other women in the world that maybe think that they don't have the capacity, the ability or the skills to uh, start a business or doing whatever they wanted to do. Um, there is a lot of women there, and I know that there is a lot of women too that motivates women, but uh, it doesn't say that there is an open space to other women can inspire other ones. Exactly. So, ¿qué parte del mundo de coffee? Like, where does it, where, like, what parts of the world are your coffee coming from? So, for now, okay. Uh, so, I started like with the sample. Um, that we wanted to do at the beginning. And so this first version, Inés, is only, uh, is Colombian origin. It's single origin. is from Huila. That coffee is from three women-owned farms. And, and, what I want, and what we wanted to do next is like started to bring another origins from all the, co- from all the countries who grow coffee. So that's, um, uh, there's a, a few countries from Africa, countries uh, from South America too. And what we wanted, what I wanted to do with muchachos, like I wanted to have a lot of origins. And then my dream, I know that it's not impossible, obviously, but like having like, I don't know, like 30 30 Ines, no, Ines, no, 30 muchacha coffees with obviously name of uh, woman, with, oh my God, with, with, with one, the names of name, the women names. Yeah, with the woman names on it and it working with uh, several importer, exporter, with several coffee growers, uh, with women-owned groceries. And yes, I mean, that is, that I, I wanted to build an ecosystem. And uh Oh, oh, the other thing is that it's it's that is a challenge for me. It's like I wanted to muchacha be for everyone. I mean, when I'm saying everyone is men and women. This is a well, coffee is something that everybody drinks, right? It's not very split, but you you're plugging in with women owned suppliers, something that's not been done before. I know, yes, but there's few people that they think that because it's a um, product made by woman, it's for woman. And I, went, and I don't know. It's not just for women. That makes that, sense. That just is like wine is for anybody who wants it. Coffee is for anybody who wants yeah. to drink it too. ¿Por qué el, este café, el nombre es Inés? So, sorry. Let me translate for people who don't speak Spanish. Okay. <laughs> this is giving me an opportunity to do both. How yeah. come the, the coffee, this coffee, is named Inés? Okay, so Inés is my bisabuela. She's dead. Uh, but she had 15 kids. And she got a widow when she was like 18. What? Yeah. So my my bisabuela 
I mean, she was the perfect sample. I mean, can you imagine? And she died when she has 92 years, and that was okay. six, six years ago. Would you imagine how how could be for her in 100 years ago having 17 kids? And I mean, oh my God, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. And like, and also... Okay, so the the fifteen children they have their own families, right? And those are very good families with a strong family values. Um, we are Catholic, so we um, yeah, we are you are uh, we are surrounded by the family environment always. And I think to to do that is hard. I mean, I I don't have any kids. I mean, I have a I have a son. It is a son of four legs. También. He's right here laying down right here next to me. Oh, they're so beautiful. He's sleeping. Yeah, I had to take away his toy because he would have been <laughs> chewing on it and we would have oh, yeah. weeks if I didn't. <laughs> I know that. So, I mean, I'm seeing... I'm having a dog. And for me, sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, where is that thing? Uh, she needs to go to the bed. Uh, she can go to the sun because he has skin problems. And, oh, my God, can you believe that with 15 kids? So for me, she's my first inspiration of res- resilience and being a fighter. I mean, yeah. Por tener los cojones. <laughs> I have a feeling you inherited those. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> yeah, to 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 grow up, those those are a lot of, a lot of kids. That's a, no, you're right. That is a lot. Where did the name Muchacha come from? Uh, okay, so um, I start the process with the. So when I have the idea, I always have in my mind that the branding would be key in order to connect to my audience. So I have a my own business and administration and, and I am a marketing specialist, but I think I didn't have um, maybe the skills that I needed to build the, that brand. So I got in contact with Rocket Creativo. It's a creative lab, woman owned, obviously. And uh, I had I had to talk to Juliana, the, the CEO and owner. I mean, we talked a lot for hours, crying a lot, telling all my stories and everything. And she got that. I mean, it, there was three options. And, and that the option of muchacha for me was the one who caught my, my attention because normally I remember when I was a kid and I was living in Santuario, I was like a traviesa. I don't know how to say Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like a little troublemaker. Yeah. <laughs> troublemaker, that's what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, but not because, I mean, like I always do what your friend wants. So, um... Always, I don't know. I just remember when my grandma says, esta muchachita, esta muchacha, venga para acá muchacha, venga, venga. <laughs> uh, so I was uh, identified that muchacha and, and because it's a strong word. 
I obviously I tried with people from another country says, hey, can you read this? How you can read this? And they say, muchacha, muchacha, muchacha. So I say, I think uh, that's the winner. So, uh, and also that name could be, so if you see the logo, it says muchacha woman in coffee. And I told you that I, that I wanted to do the beauty too. So you, you can say muchacha woman in beauty too. So that will be, uh, help or make things more easier uh, in the future for that for this brand. So we met because I didn't really explain to people how we met. We uh, met through Amigas through the We All Grow Latina Network, and we met through Amigas. And we met when you came on, and you were literally telling us, "Okay, so I'm starting this coffee brand, and I you're just like trying to get some feedback." And we're asking you questions and you're like, no, I'm going to launch it like next month. And, but, and you still needed to work. And we're like, oh, okay, well, let's work on this. Right. Like, how can we help you? And I really remember that time because you definitely had that, like, I'm doing this, like, this is where I'm putting my eggs. This is where, <laughs> like I'm doing this. And it's been so in very short period of time. It has been so amazing to see where you are going and how like how often I see your name pop up on all of these different platforms and different things. And it's so exciting for me because I'm like, I know her. I know the <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys are late to the party. I know her. <laughs> but so I, I absolutely just really love your tenacity in regards to, to going through all of this. How, because I know when you had the idea, you worked for a different company. Yeah. When did you decide it was time to step away from that company and really go on your own? And was that how, like, was that scary? A lot. (laughs) (laughs) A lot. Um, So that was, so the idea, so the, the, the brand was launched in October. Of 2020, October 2020. And the idea starts maybe October 2019. And I decided, so when I, when I had to do all the research and all the things, I think I was in the uh, ability that I can do both things. But when I start to um, building the website, trying to put in English words because you know that I'm I'm speaking Spanish, uh, that would takes me a lot of time too. And I, you know, another thing is that my language is pretty improved a lot. <laughs> my English it, speaking. <laughs> no, it really has. Like even since the first time when we saw you, which was when October, I think that's when we met, when you yeah. joined We All Grow, your English has, it was already good. So don't think it was bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it has grown so much in these last few months. Because oh, wow. I, when I told you, I wanted you to come on the podcast, I didn't say when, I just said, when you're ready, 
let me know. And then finally you said, you messaged me. You're like, okay, I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) So the other, the other challenge that I have to face, it was my personal challenge because I mean, I was making a company in the United States when it's not my permanent house. And then I have to talk to an audience that doesn't speak my language. And then I have to talk to people in order to um, sell or present my idea and make the idea attractive and and tell my story too. So uh, that was like, okay, if you want to do this for real, I mean, you need to get your things together, not to say other words. And just- You could say it, you could say it, you need to get your shit together. Get your shit together. (laughs) You could say it here. Get your shit together and and just do it. So that's why I decided to, okay, I need to, okay, I'm going to, let's say uh, where my audience can gather. So that's when I started looking, that's found, I, I, that's where I found Amigas. And I said, okay, they have, they have, because they have a section uh, with Spanish speaking, but I say, no, I don't want that. I want the other one. (laughs) And then, and then I started to go to the office hours because I mean, at the obviously at the first uh, meetings, I I didn't understand any word, and and I know that sometimes when I do comments, I do it super late, but I don't care. It's okay. And and then yeah, so I, I think this is a beautiful process because it's a process of, of a brand and of of its founder too I'm, I'm doing I'm saying that I am the CEO but I am the chief of everything officer yes I need to I are and and I I had to help I sorry I had to learn about a lot of things I didn't know how to build an e-commerce um so where were you getting your information to be able to do these things uh, I, sorry, I don't understand your question. So, like, I don't know how to say seek. Like, ¿dónde está um, miraste la información to to get that information to start okay. it? Okay, so uh, first of all, I uh, when everything started when with my need or curiosity to know about women in coffee, and then I started to uh, I already know about the process. And then, okay, what do I need to sell coffee? And then, I mean, Google. I mean, um, I, I think I have a master in Google. <laughs> Reina de Google. Yes, it's, it's, that was the key. And then LinkedIn helped you a lot in order to get contacts. And you will find there people that they wanted to help you and they are open with the information. And there's people that, they don't, that don't do that that they don't want to give you any information or something bad. That didn't stop me to do what I'm doing right now. So I think I'm, 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 I'm fine. Yeah. You found a way, no matter what you found. Yeah. A way. Yes. That's, uh, that's a, that's the key. I, I don't know how to say in English, but it's ser recursivo. I think in, I, I have, I have a lot of experience doing that because in my other jobs when um, I wanted to do something but I didn't get the approval or maybe the client doesn't want it to whatever 
yeah. or, uh, or I don't have uh, the enough businesses to get to the to the end of the of the month. I had to look for another ways to do that, and I think that. Um, COVID is doing that to people too. It's, it's like obligating people to evolve and be try. creative. Yes, and be creative. And the only way that creative is a muscle. And if you don't exercise it, you you then you will not going to can you will you sorry you will lose it. You don't yeah. use it, you lose it. Yes, yes. You have to start all over again. Because I yeah. agree. If you're not using these these things, same with, you know, language. If you're not using it, you know, you get rusty, you lose it. You don't use it, you lose it. Um, is there, before I ask you these last couple of questions, is there anything that you want to add in regards to your story with Muchacha before I ask you these last couple of questions that I didn't ask you? Mm, yeah. I I wanted to share something, uh, but not to make me look like, oh, this is the poor girl that suffers and everything. Just because uh, I wanted to, the woman who listened this uh, and that things happens to them, they don't feel alone. And I think in, I was victim of her sexual harassment in few works that I've been in one of them, uh, my boss. So we were in a convent in a convention mm-hmm. and we were in a hotel and he jumps into from a, his balcony to my balcony and get into my room. What? Uh, yeah. Wow. There's a lot of stories that people are fear to say. I was because one month ago I lost my job, and and I did and I didn't I didn't talk about it. I didn't know why, but now I um, feel that I have the strength to do it because that's what that is not normal. That that wasn't right, and I mean I got super scared. <laughs> Yeah. When that happened, and I'm sorry that happened. And I have experience in that as well. Mm, I think um, that, was, that was in two, 2014 or 2015. It wasn't with this com- the company that you just left. No, 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 no. That was years ago. <laughs> no, but it's important. It's important to share those stories because those types of things can we all have different ways of dealing with things, right? We all have different ways of, of dealing with trauma in our life. And, but we have to deal with them in order to move forward. Yes. And if you don't ever deal with it, then it can paralyze you, right? It can, it can make you feel like that. And if you never, if you never deal with it or you deal with it by completely ignoring it. I'm going to tell you something. That, that experience and the other experience that I had in other jobs, like people wanted my position, um, trying to make me um, have mistakes in my job and everything. Those things, um, I was so bad, Jessica, that I was thinking that I was a bad person or that, or that I wasn't enough. 
And that's why those things happens to me. And that's why when you started reading um, a little bit of the of what I, of the text that I have in my webpage, it was um, because I didn't find that just when muchacha started. Mm-hmm. And I have 37 years. So please imagine how many years I was feeling like I wasn't enough and like I don't have the right to have a good job or say an idea or be more creative or be more spontaneous because uh, you uh, sometimes I I very spontaneous with the call, sometimes I don't, but I'm pretty spontaneous and that's part of myself. But yeah, so imagine, imagine that was horrible. I mean, oh, yeah. those things happened in previously COVID, obviously, but I was like, I was feeling like my life doesn't worth anything. And then, and then I had to uh, write down and say, okay, uh, let's uh, highlight the aspects that really makes me happy in my life. And then I said, I started to remember when I was the leader, I was the chief, uh, oh my God, I don't know how to, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Jefe de Operaciones. I was chief operation officer yeah. of a company who made beers here in Colombia. And I had 60 people working with me. And also I remind when I uh, start, when I made the company of the cleaning products and I was working with all the women and I was starting teaching them things and and trying to motivate them and everything and I was I started writing and I found that those moments in my life made me so 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 happy and that's when I found that what what makes me happy is share what I am and what I know Mm -hmm. and that's that's something that I I wanted to share. I really it was a painful process. I think I'm not healed one hundred percent, but I think it's a good start. Yeah. No, thank you for sharing that, Diana, because I think so many women can relate to being harassed, being targeted, being like all of these things, and to know that there's there's so much more on the other side of that. That does not, that's not the end of your journey. That does not mean that you are not worth more than that. So thank you for, thank you for sharing that because I think a lot of people can relate to that. Um, When I asked you to describe your life in one word, you said lucha, which means fight. (laughs) Right. Tell me why you chose that word. Oh my God, because you have to fight or you have to, tienes que luchar yeah. uh, to a lot of things. I mean, it's the outside word, but it's your inside word. And when you have um, those sad experience, sometimes you start, you feel like you don't deserve it. And it's like you, I mean, it's like the mind for me, my brain is like la loca because (laughs) a lot of us are (laughs) because because then, then I don't know. It's like, like, oh yes, I have this idea. I'll make this coffee brand. 
And then the, my brain, La Loca says, no, I don't think, I think that will be difficult. I don't think you, you are ready to do that. Or, oh, no, but you have to do this. Or what happened if this happened? And what happened if? And what happened if that? And what happened if someone thinking bad about me because I say this? A lot of things that you fight <laughs> at the end. Uh, yeah. Come on. Come on. You have to. You need to give the lucha every day. Every day. <laughs> Even if you are sad that day, you need to fight against that sad feeling and wake up and work for your goals because at the end, the life will be, um, va a pasar. Yeah, then it you just didn't goes by regardless. Yes, and then you didn't do anything. So for me, Lucha, what the That's funny. Let me kind of go back real quick to what you said, because you said with you're with the coffee company that told you, like they encouraged your, their, your vision for Muchacha, right? So you said you recently lost your job. Was it because, was it with that coffee company that was that same coffee company? No, no, it wasn't. Okay. No, it wasn't because with them, I decided to, um, no, I think, are you talking about the reels, right? The reels that I did. and instead, No, you, well, you said earlier, did it, you said earlier that you just lost your job last year. No, I think, I think I got, I think maybe it was a, a, a speaking mistake. Okay. With this, with this last company, obviously I had to make the decision to step to aside. Right. To, to build this. But uh, I was talking about the job that I had before that. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I was confused with the, with the other job. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> what have you learned about yourself during quarantine during this time? How has it been in Colombia? How has, have you guys, like, how has the quarantine been there? Um, okay. So Colombia is not a huge country. But right now we are getting short of medical supplies and beds in the in the ER room. Mm-hmm. So um, we had a lockdown for almost six months. I mean, nobody can leave the house, and only if you have an exception or if you are walking your dog <laughs> so I had a neighbor telling me that hey Diana can you can I have trucks and, and walking if you want to do that yeah, your dog got a lot of walks huh? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah so uh, it was it was a kind of um worrying and I mean I have I, I, I have a big apartment. I'm living in a big apartment right now. I mean, because, I mean I'm getting married and everything. Uh, I but, gracias. Um, but I don't know. I mean, mentally, it's, it's, I think it's, that is another challenge because, I mean, sometimes you say, oh my God, what if I haven't? And I don't, I don't know. <laughs> It's not that it was not that easy. Like, I mean, in the United States, you have um, certain points when people can uh, make the for free the test and everything. We don't have that here. I mean, you have to pay for it. But the lockdown here affects the economy 
the government is helping to the companies. The unemployment rate is up, is uh, COVID hits the country. I mean, like, I think all the countries. And for now, we are having, I don't know the name in the word in English, is toque de queda. So for now, in my, you don't know. So, I'm not okay. sure what that is in English. Um, so, um, okay, when you say toque de queda, it's like you can cannot go out starting 10 p.m. Oh, um, curfew. curfew. Okay. So now here in, in Medellin, in my city, we have that. And last week, we were in lockdown. So, but we we get outside to walk drag. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, so yes, it's a kind of difficult, and it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of stressing. So I I told you that I had migraine, and yeah. I had to go to the hospital, and I didn't want to go, and it was so 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 stressing. But I had to because my my brain it was going to explode, and. The doctor and the nurses, they wanted to bring me to um, the e- ER beds. But I said, no, 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 I'll be here. I'm good this year. So I went all by all the visits that I had in the hospital, like um, until the middle of the night. I was in a chair with their putting my med- the medication and everything. But it was horrible. Oh, I've had to take that. They call it the migraine cocktail. Oh, yeah. like three different medicines and an IV. I've had yeah. that before. I've had that before too because I get migraines. What? How can people find you on social media, your website, and everything? How can they find Muchacha Coffee and purchase your coffee? Okay, so um, you can purchase um, the Instagram. I had a store in my Instagram. The Instagram is at We Are Muchacha. The webpage also is an e-commerce, so you can buy it there too. It's www.wearemuchacha.com. We are in Facebook too. We are Muchacha the same. And in LinkedIn, we are Muchacha too. So she got, we are Muchacha all the way around. Yes, 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 yes. Diana, I know you're not drinking wine today, but when you normally drink wine, because we start with the wine and we end (laughs) with the wine, when you normally drink wine, do you like red, white, or rosé? Or do you have a a specific tipo, like a brand? I don't like, uh, okay, I like the three of them. <laughs> so I salute to that. I like all three yeah. too. <laughs> I think it depends on the situation <laughs> and how you're feeling. What is your mood? So I think that when um, when I wanted to something refreshing and maybe in a lunch outside, I would love maybe white. When I'm in a dinner, uh, um, an elegant dinner with my fiance. I'll do red. We like tempranillo. Ooh, I like tempranillos. <laughs> and and when you when you're like like party and everything, you can do rose. <laughs> uh, la sangria, la sangria. Uh, aquí they do. Uh, I don't know how to say in English. Hacen una sangria con leche. Y, oh. Y, oh. Really? Yes. It's so That's interesting. Oh my God. It's, I'm going to, 
So now that you're in Colombia, are you going to be like going back and forth yeah. between the U.S. and Colombia? Yes, I'm going to because there's a few things that I need to uh, set that up. <clears throat> now that the more things that is coming, uh, we are going to be on supermarket shelves soon. And also... So exciting. <laughs> yes. So like you just see my face. I'm like, I'm so <laughs> I can't wait into the day. I still need to go buy the coffee because I bought the little pots because I told you I have a Nest uh, Nespresso yeah. machine. But yeah. I did buy the little pods so I could fill it. I just need to go get the coffee. So that's so exciting. Diana, I you're so amazing. So thank you. Que maravillosa. Um, you are just so awesome and you just have such a light about you. And I love that. Every time I see your face, you make yeah. a smile. So thank you for taking the time to talk to me and sharing your story and you know, all of the honest information will be in the show notes because you guys need to support, like we need to support one another. Yes. We need to show up and show out for one another because we have just such amazing people doing awesome things. So till next time, guys. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wine and Cheese Med Podcast. For more information on today's guest, please see the show notes for links to websites and social media channels. You can check out all things Wine and Cheese Met on our website, thewineandcheesemetpodcast.com. There, you will find the names of wines I drink each episode, as well as additional information on me, the podcast, and you can even apply to be a guest straight from there. You can also find us on social media at the Wine and Cheesemet on Instagram and at the Wine and Cheesemet podcast on Facebook. Remember, if you want to hear more wine and cheese men, please subscribe, rate, and review. Five star ratings are appreciated, and those positive reviews are appreciated even more. Until next time, saludos.